Warning, this podcast contains mature content and is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Please turn away if you are under the age of 18. Thank you. Thank you. Imagine you're just walking through like the park with your family and you just see this little faggot with like bicycle shorts and like a (laughs) fucking beer can diameter cock just hanging out. It's Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wattcast, hosted by Amanda Pryor and Milk Shook. Hey guys, it's Amanda Pryor. And Milk Shook. And welcome to Wattpad Wednesday, the Wattcast. Wow, wow, Wattpad Wattcast. Wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens. Do you believe in aliens? I, I used to not believe in aliens, but after like, after like 2020, I think like, there's just no way that there just has to be someone out there that's doing better than us like yes right in this entire universe you're telling me that us human beings are like the peak of evolution but like still live in like the old ways and they haven't like evolved to modern civilization yet i feel like that's like yeah like Earth, Earth is the Ottawa of the universe. Like all the, there's, there's this high society of aliens living really, 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 really far away in a galaxy that we don't even know about. And they're all like love and happiness and peace. And they're living like their super evolved life. And they're like, oh, did you guys hear about Earth? There's like like nature documentaries about us. Like, did you hear Earth? They like still kill each other and they like don't have healthcare. And they're like horrible people. And there's people like dying or whatever. And they just like abandoned us. And that's why our solar system's empty. No one wanted to visit us. Oh, I wish someone would visit us. I wish someone would just end us honestly i love i love like end of the world alien movies i love war of the world i love like dumb alien i don't know what else what other aliens movies exist i got uh war of the worlds as a gift once the book and it's still sitting on my bookshelf i haven't even looked at the front cover yet and that was like maybe five years ago oh but there's a what's the amy adams one where she's the translator i remember i was like it was sunday school and we watched district nine remember that alien movie i don't remember what it was no. about it was like Maybe that was robots. I don't know. Aliens. Not robots. <laughs> Transformers are aliens, aren't they? Technically, I don't know. Yes, yeah, because they come from the, uh, oh, what planet? Oh, God, not the Megatron. What are they from? The, <laughs> the oh, Megatron. I used to know Power Rangers. Again, because of Megan Fox. Actually, my favorite alien movie is um, Signs by M. Night Shyamalan, where the farmers find, like, the crop circles in their backyard. Uh, but I think it was perfected in Scary Movie 3 with Anna Ferris and the aliens that piss out of their fingers. I never watched Signs, and I've never watched Scary Movie, so I understand none of the references you made. Scary Movie? No. How are you friends with me and Gay if you've never seen Scary Movie? How are you friends with me? We have nothing in common. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of nothing in common, we're talking about aliens. Oh, okay. Do you want to know what another one of my um, alien theories is? Sure. So one of them is that there's this high society of aliens out there that have abandoned us because we're like the Ottawa of the universe. But then my other theory is that maybe there's no aliens yet, but a human's job is to like travel the galaxy and like deposit our bacteria and those bacteria will slowly grow into like an ecosystem. And then we like our job is to die out and then repopulate the universe. So like all the bacteria that we're depositing on like Mars and the moon will grow into its own ecosystem and eventually a civilization. And then our planet, because we're treating it so horribly is like it's meant to die out and we're not meant to last. And then the rest of the galaxy will be filled with like 
the bacteria that we deposited. Oh my god! So basically, we're like a super spreader of. Yeah, so we're like super spreader of germs, but the germs are sperm. <laughs> yeah, like we're like we're like the seed. We're just supposed to like go around and, and just plant our seed. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Do you believe that? I feel like that could be true. No, I no, I okay. I remember I was really obsessed with like this TikTok like trend or like this TikToker that was talking about like star seeds where they're like yes, they're like reincarnated stardust and they can see other. I don't know what they can do, but like it was fully a cult yeah. and I just loved it. And I was like so fast. I'm so fascinated by that. I'm like wow. Imagine being yeah. That was believed that they're like yes, yeah, celestial beings. Yeah, I want, I I want, I wish that was me. You know that we actually are like made of stardust though. So like the iron that's in our blood is like the only naturally occurring iron on earth because the only other place to get iron is from the core of like burnt out stars. So that's why you find- They say you're what you eat and I eat dust. (laughs) (laughs) And moldy pancakes too. (laughs) That's my two meals of a day. Okay. What is our first fantasy of the day? Let's get into our first reading. This is going to be called Earth Girls Overrated. Now, these aren't really fan fictions. This was written on literotica.com, which is like... A cam site. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like bad adult porn. It's like if you... If like one of those bad like romance novels, but just a porn and like written by someone who hasn't had sex. That's what this is. That's what the site is. And the story is called Earth Girls Are Overrated. By Ollie09 underscore 21. I took another sip of my drink and traced a finger over the brim of the cup. I turned my head to the window and saw Wendy, how you doing? Toyota drive off permanently. The house felt empty without her, but I'm not sure if I like it better this way. She was my girlfriend of two years and one tearful fight on her end, at least after another, she decided she had enough and left. I suddenly realized I had drained my sizable glass, so I stood up and poured myself another bourbon. I took a long gulp, my throat burning. This is how you know they're straight. It's a bourbon. <laughs> exactly right. Wendy was a fitness nut and refused to drink anything besides water or appetite-curving shake. Oh my god, this is the most straight couple ever. I definitely say she was hot, tall, and bone thin. She was flat-chested, but I didn't mind. Anyways, it was hard not to miss her when I'm sitting alone on a Saturday night. In the middle of all my self-pitying, that's when I heard the noise. It sounded far, but it was getting louder, like the engine of a jet plane and wind. I hesitantly stood up and felt the ground shake below me. I was already starting to panic, but once the ground settled, I rushed outside to see what was going on. In the middle of my backyard, I saw a round metal tube dented a bit at the ends. I glanced back at the sky and tiptoed over to the cylinder. On the top side, it was covered in what looked like to be a language, but not one I'd ever seen before, like a mix of Mandarin, Chinese, and Arabic. Next to the writing, there was a hatch I could make out, despite the dark. I opened the trap door and saw what looked to be a sleeping figure. My fear just increased. I unbuckled the figure and picked it up, one arm under the knees and the other arm cradling the head. What the hell was this? I was surprised how light it was, Like, it weighed nothing. I brushed off that thought and brought it inside and laid him or her on the couch, keeping a firm hand on their leg. Definitely a her. The first thing I noticed was her chest. The biggest I'd ever seen. (laughs) Of course, I've seen F cups before, but they seemed to sag. Hers was high on her chest and looked as perky and bouncy as B cups, even though they would look to be the range of L or N. 
They didn't look like they followed the laws of gravity, like beach balls. She was clad in a tight blue uniform, like what pilots wear. When I noticed that it must have been custom made, her stomach was obviously flat and her waist tiny. She was short too, around 4'11". Oh, it's gaping hole. (laughs) (laughs) I could feel my pants tightening around my cock. I had no idea I like big tits this much. You find a 4'11 girl passed out with giant knockers and your your cock just goes whoop. Whoop. Yeah, that's the thing. She's unconscious. Tiny waist, flat stomach. I love that this aliens, I love that aliens have breasts. Like they have like similar organs to us. Uh, You know, you know how like everyone's definition of aliens is so like humanoid. Anyways, she still had a helmet on. But I heard her grunt and shake awake, and her tits gave a little jolt, nearly touching me from a few feet away. Her voice was slightly muffled. Greetings. What's your name? I asked, breathless. Government agent, maybe? I am Mialani from the planet Jiquen. My craft crashed. I ran out of fuel, she answered. An alien? This was too fucking weird. Please, can you take off my helmet? How do you speak English? Are you human? Didn't she just say another planet? (laughs) (laughs) I demanded. I had to ask that before I could see if her face was as extraordinary as what I'd already seen. Most of my people speak English. We have observed your planet for some time. And no, I am not human. But I wish to know about your culture and practices. Please, can you remove my helmet? She asked. All right. I nervously reached for the helmet and unfastened it. This had to be a joke. I swear, Chris Harrison was probably going to jump out at me. I pulled off the helmet. What I saw was a flawless face and a pair of leaf green eyes with skin that was as blue as the late afternoon New Mexico sky. Her long, soft fire engine red curls looked like they were floating, spiraling off in every direction. In short, she was a knockout. (laughs) I was too amazed for a moment to realize that she wasn't touching the ground. The alien was floating. Hey, you're not touching the ground, I sputtered. Earth's gravity is not strong enough for my cell structure, she considered. That explained most of it. Can you assist me? I am tasked with learning about human culture. Is there an official you can direct me to? Or is it not your jurisdiction? My mind blanked. She's never been on Earth before, and the world could go bonkers if they knew. I'm a human. I could always show her human culture, right? If she stays here with me, it's your lucky day. I'm just the perfect person to see. I'm the human cultural professor. Yeah, human cultural professor. Oh, that's perfect. Could we begin soon? Oh, yeah, we can start. First, you can't leave this building unless I'm going with you. And second, you have to trust me and do what I say. In exchange, I'll teach you. I smiled. I took her hand and pulled her over to my room, watching her tits bounce with her. Are you wearing a uniform? Yes, it's for the Federation. Is it acceptable on Earth? No, you must take it off immediately before (sighs) anybody gets the wrong idea. I sat on the bed and watched her take it off, letting her round blue tits free. My erection started to strain against my pants, and I stroked the huge bulge that was released and would be around nine inches. Oh, please. Very good. Now I'm going to show you something. Sit here on the bed. She took my hand and held the quilt to prevent floating off. Oh, thank you for helping me. What should I call you? Mark is fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here, I'm going to show you a human practice. How do you meet on your planet? She turned a bit pink. This blue girl turned pink. Well, the man, as you call them, inserts his quens into the female's umisu, and he... Well, this is your version of that. Except you don't have to have a child. Spread your legs wide, I ordered. She followed my instructions, revealing a blue pussy, wet and slick with white cum. <laughs> I ran a quick finger over her clit, watching her shudder and let out a quiet moan. It's at least good to see that aliens have clits. <laughs> How do you feel? I do not know. Very pleasurable. She blushed. I eyed her soaking wet hole and slowly inserted a finger, pumping it in and out. I reached for her swelled tit and pinched her rock-hard nipple. You like it? Should I stop? I teased. No! She broke eye contact. Uh, I mean, please continue. Keep looking in my eyes, I say, standing up, unzipping my jeans, kicking them off into the corner. I took out my cock, a solid nine inches, and probably the reason Wendy stayed with me for so long. <laughs> this, Milani, is a cock. Do you know what it does? She nodded. I slid my finger back in and took it back out, my finger covered in her wetness. I held it in front of her plump red lips. Lick it. How does it taste? It tastes... She ran her tongue over her lips to gather the rest of it. Sweet. Hmm, sweet. Let me check. Is he going to suck his own dick? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I kneeled down and licked in a figure eight pattern around her pussy, fondling her massive tits. You were right, Milani. It's very sweet. Why does it sound like Trump now? I know, right? That's from here. Very sweet. <laughs> Melania the alien. I got back on my feet and stroked my cock. I couldn't ignore the look Melania was giving it. I grabbed her by the tit and pushed her back on the bed, holding her down. Her nipples hard, poking out like a steeple. I run my cock up and down her slit. Where should I put this, Melania? What have you learned so far? In my unisu, please, Mark. <laughs> All your pussy from now on. Not no forever. I am going to be calling pussies unisu. Not colonialism, but make it alien. <laughs> culture and language. You're gonna call your pussy your pussy from now on. Now, when I put it in, I want you to moan and yell whatever comes to mind. Understand? She nodded. I slowly slid my hard cock in, watching her eyes roll back to her head. Her pussy was so tight. This had to be her first time. Stretching her out and crushing her cherry would teach her everything she needed to know about Earth culture. <laughs> she moaned loud and breathy. I slid in and out, thumbing her swollen clit, keeping a grin on her tits. I grunted, and Mialani bucked her hips to meet my thrusts. She was a natural already. I smirked. She was so close I could tell. I felt like I was going to explode, but my alien princess needed to orgasm first. Fuck. She mewed like a kitten making quite a racket. After a moment, her eyes blinked, and she let out a last moan, signaling her first orgasm, but I wasn't done. I kept thrusting, reaching my own orgasm. I gave one last thrust, coming into her sweet little pussy, filling her up. <laughs> I slid out, and she began to regain consciousness. I managed to gasp. So, did you enjoy that? Y yes, Mark. Thank you for showing me Earth culture. I like it very much. She smiled, showing a set of white, even teeth. I managed to get her by the leg before she floats away. 
Is that all there is? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have so much more to show you. You'll have to stay here for a while, I insist. Very good, she grinned again. And I had to think for a second. Am I actually going to try and show her Earth culture? Or is she just going to sit in my house ready to fuck? Well, there's no reason I can't do both. It looks like she'll be staying here for a while. The end. See, this is why aliens don't visit our planet, because we write shit like that. <laughs> oh my god. Why are straight people so weird? Men will fuck anything. Men, anything! That man just got broken up with that day, and this thing with giant tits came into his backyard, and he just started fucking it. Like... <laughs> Without a hesitation. Who knows what kind of cooties, like, alien cooties she has. No, that was his first thought. alien STDs. Like... Exactly. No like, care again, for that. Like we've talked about in our live shows before about those like people that like are allergic to dog semen and then they like have going to like anaphylactic shock after they commit bestiality. Like one girl that was like driving home from the farm after she like fucked a horse and then she like, went into anaphylactic shock and like caused a highway pile up. What if like he was like allergic to like her like blue unisu? What if the aliens <laughs> had like teeth? Like what if the aliens had teeth in their vagina? Like that's what I'm thinking. And you know what I'm like kind of tired of is like the perception that like aliens are human like and have human organs like why couldn't it just be like a giant octopus with a hole and he just found a random hole in this like octopus blob how do you know you just didn't find like some stupid cosplayer that fell over in your backyard just wearing (laughs) yeah some girl was cosplaying the fifth element and he was like hey want me to show you earth culture (laughs) oh oh my god i hated that but it was great it was so what do you give that i give it out of 10 i'll give it like an 8.5 like i i hated it but it was it was I'll actually agree with you. For once, I'm gonna I'm gonna say an eight point five as well. I agree with you. That's like the perfect description. Speaking of like alien porn, I've watched alien porn. What do you think I'm doing after we finish <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Milkshake's Porno Minute. Um, yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So I'll describe two. One of them features uh, Danny D, who's like a straight porn star who's done gay porn in the past, and he has like a giant dick. That's what oh, yeah. And then so he like I like I forget who does it, but like it's like I like porn that like actually commits to like making like costumes and then they put the woman in like full body paint they paint a pussy she's like wearing prosthetics and the man just wears like a robe and it's so sad (laughs) i think there's like some sort of special effect that like make the alien like alien skin all gray all the time because like it's like the prosthetics and that was like really good like it looked like real if you want to see those porns dm me porn message me i i love talking porn you are the porn connoisseur for Mm -hmm. sure Nothing what do you think is people's like fascination with aliens? I think it's just people who are horny. People just want yeah. to fuck anything. I don't know. I what is so fascinating about aliens? Like I think it's just the unknown. What's so weird is that people are so afraid of the unknown, yet the idea of aliens has existed like since the beginning of time. I've always been fascinated by like new like creatures of like aliens like alien biology like i there's like that yeah. new um there's that series on netflix right now that's like um about like another if like if other planets had like a sustainable ecosystem and could like have living creatures mm-hmm. and then they could just and then you see like how to evolve i thought that was so cool i don't think like oh mm, alien big booby i want to fuck that like <laughs> i think like ooh, alien what if they have a cone for a head Ooh, right 
yeah, I always think about like weird aliens. Like I always, I'm always like, oh, what if this alien is just a big blob? Or what if aliens are like, like they look like Gumby or something? Like what if Honestly, they don't like, have where is my Where is my sex story of like the the giant blob? Like, hello? Yeah, I want someone to fuck like that blob from uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. Like that's what I want to see. It probably exists. It probably exists. It probably does. Okay, so let's get into our next fan fiction. This one isn't, this isn't, it was like when we suggested aliens as a topic, I was like, hmm, I don't know any aliens. But then I thought, ooh, who, what better alien than Ben 10 Alien Force? I used so, to love Ben 10. I love Ben 10. I think, oh, like, I liked it when, like, because it was fun when he did, like, that teenage version where he was, like, older. Like, that oh, was I didn't hot. Watch that one. Oh, oh, was he hot? Oh, I, I was a kid. I was like, ooh. But also, <laughs> I was gay. And I would yeah, fuck Ben 10. I, I was obsessed with Ben 10 a little bit as a youngster. I never really uh, understood it, but like, I liked it. I didn't either. So he like, he just basically just like slapped his watch and they could just turn into different, he could like shapeshift. Okay. This one's called Four Arms, Two Girls, written by Fan Fiction Fan 360. Ooh. Disclaimer. I do not own Ben 10 or its characters. Man of Action Studios owns that right. I am not making any profit for writing this. Ben grinned as he reclined back on Julie's living room couch, the teen clad in just a pair of boxer shorts, as he enjoyed the show going on in front of him. Gwen and Julie kneeling naked on the floor in a passionate embrace, her moans and giggles music to Ben's ears as they lustfully made out before him, their breasts pressing firmly together as their hands explored each other's bodies. Okay, side note before we keep reading. I loved Gwen. She had like the orange hair and she would like dress up in costume and she'd be like Wonder Girl or something. I used to love that. Anyways. Yeah. Gwen is Ben's cousin too, so. Oh yeah, okay. So this is going to get really freaky. Feeling oh. his underwear tighten, Ben quickly rid himself of them as he stood up, his erection springing free as he made his way forwards towards the two girls, cupping the back of their heads, encouraging their heated makeout session as he then slid his cock between their mouths, letting out a sigh of sheer ecstasy as they didn't skip a beat, continuing to kiss around his cock, adding tongues as they did so. Damn, yeah, that's nice. I don't know what Ben 10 sounds like. I'm thinking like a nerdy kid. Yeah, probably. Damn, yeah, that sounds nice. (laughs) He groaned as he started thrusting between their mouths. The moans and simpers of the girls let out an adding perfect vibrations around his shaft as they each moved a hand to caress his thighs. Breaking the kiss, Julie moved her mouth to Ben's cockhead, taking the first half past her soft, skilled lips, whilst Gwen moved lower, her tongue playing with Ben's balls, making him shudder and groan as she then sucked both balls into her hot, wet mouth, both of their tongues working overtime on him in a silent contest to see who could make him come first from their actions. Pursing her lips tight around Ben's cock, Julie then started to bob her head as fast and as deep as she could, moaning and humming around her lover's shaft as she adored the heady taste of him. (laughs) Heady? Anyways, her tits pressing (laughs) Gwen's face every time she moved in making the redhead titter around her cousin's balls while adding further stimulation. With a shiver, Ben was soon coming, flooding Julie's mouth completely and making her moan and simper before Gwen pushed her away, the redhead clamping her lips around Ben's cockhead to take her share of his seed, greedily gulping down what he gave her, both girls letting soft moans and coos as they relished the taste of his seed before swallowing hungrily. Licking their lips lustfully, 
Julie and Gwen then went back to kissing, feverishly licking at each other's tongues and lips to lap up every drop of cum before turning their attention back to Ben. The look they had in their eyes making it obvious that they needed, no, wanted more, as they gave him a devious grin whilst looking back to each other. Forearms! With that, they cast their eyes back on Ben, and he knew what he had to do. Activating the Omnitrix, he said it to one of his original aliens before slamming the button down, bathing his body in green as his form began to change, growing much larger, far more muscular, and under his arms a second set burst out as his skin turned a deep red and his eyes turned yellow, a second set opening above the first. The most important change for the girls, however, came in his groin. Instead of one fat, heavy, meaty 15-incher, he now sported two. The sight making the girls' eyes dilate with wonder and lust as they stared in sheer worship of them, their cunts visibly dripping as they both scrambled to get into their favorite position to be taken by the alien. Lying on her back, Gwen spread her arms, inviting Julie to lie down on top of her, their breasts pressing back together as they tightly embraced, pressing their groins as close as they could together as they looked back at Ben in obvious invitation. Well, what are you waiting for? They cooed in near-perfect unison, their bodies cast in shadow as Ben towered over them. Reaching down all four arms, Ben picked both sluts up, making her <laughs> giggle and coo as he lifted them up to groin height, his cockheads bigger than their fists, making them bite their lips in anticipation before he roughly brought them both down on a cock each, sinking half of each length into them before hitting their stopping point as Gwen and Julie cried out in bliss, their groins and stomachs bulging from Ben's sheer girths. Oh, yes, Ben, Gwen cried out, letting her head bang back as she squeezed her arms around Julie tighter. The dark hair down, sharing the same expression of ecstasy on her face as she let her head fall forward, panting with pleasure against Gwen's throat as Ben moved them along his cocks like fuck dolls, their bodies so light and delicate in his strong grasp, but he showed them no mercy. They would give him no end of hell if he dared to take it easy on them. Within minutes, both Gwen and Julie were sharing powerful orgasms, their moans and pants becoming muffled as they began to lustfully kiss, screaming into each other's mouths as Ben moved them faster and harder, their bodies bucking and jerking in the air like limp dolls as his cock throbbed deep inside, filling them with his pre-cum as his load built up. Between then, lustful kisses and moans, Gwen and Julie began begging for his cum, for him to fill them with his hot, thick jizz, and with a few more thrusts, they got their wish, their eyes rolling back into their heads with sheer pleasure as Ben came hard inside both of them, flooding their insides completely, making their stomachs bulge even more before he dropped them, letting them fall to the floor as he finished all over them, leaving next to no part of them uncovered with his seed. Moaning and simpering as they practically bathed in Ben's cum, Gwen and Julie playfully licked each other's faces. God, that was hot, Julie breathed, loving the feeling of Ben's cum filling her cunt and womb to the brim. Damn right. So, what are you thinking for next time? Gwen replied, licking the cum from around her lips. I'm thinking wild mutt. The end. That was, that was, that. You know, that was cute. That was cute. My favorite thing is that every time that Forearms is in like a porno, because I've read a few Pen 10 fan fictions that involve <laughs> he always has two giant cocks. And I think that's great continuity. Yeah, this is actually an unaired script that was supposed to be in season three. This person actually does own Ben 10 and its characters. <laughs> oh, okay, what do you give that out of 10? 
I give it a solid, I'll give it like an eight, I think. I'll give it a 6.5. I wasn't like, enthu- I was I was entertained. I wasn't like thrilled. There wasn't any moments that like jumped out besides the, the devil cock. It had smut, but it was kind of lacking. So maybe I'll drop it down back into like a seven. I'll drop it to a seven. Also, okay, I wanted to bring up because I thought about it while I was reading that. Did you ever see that one like meme where it was like this picture of like a human? No, it was like an alien and a monkey holding like a human baby. Like, do you believe that like a monkey and an alien made it? And that's why humans have like such an evolved consciousness that's just like a similar body structure to, to like monkeys? No. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, think about it. Think about it. I actually I don't once- think, I don't think that. A higher life form came to our planet, saw a monkey, and was like, mmm, me put baby into that. Like, that doesn't make them any better than that other fan, than that fan fiction where you want to <laughs> No, I think so. I think that, like, they're in their higher civilization, and then they, they, come to, they came to Earth, and they were like, let's sleep with, like, the stupidest creature we can think of. They found <laughs> these, like, dumb hairy gorillas, and they were like, you know what? We can fuck these, like, dumb gorillas with no consequences and then go back to our planet. Little did they know that that gorilla would have a human baby, and then now we're here. <laughs> it sounds crazy. I believe it. Is it still bestiality if it's an alien fucking a monkey? Well, who would be committing the bestiality, the monkey or the alien? Is an alien a beast? Uh, That's a good question. Oh, did you see Beastly with Vanessa Hudgens? That's a great movie. Oh, I've seen Beastly. I love Beastly. I I love love Beastly. Beastly Instead of being a hairy monster, he just has tattoos. They made merch for Beastly. Like, it was like top tier. Like, they thought it was like the biggest thing. It is the biggest thing. It's up there with like Star Wars. Anyways, aliens. (laughs) Okay, are you more afraid of robots or aliens? Because you know how people are, like, terrified of artificial intelligence or some people think that aliens will be, like, the Armageddon. What are you more afraid of? I think I'm afraid of more of robots because I feel like robots are closer to taking us over than aliens right now. Yeah. Like, aliens don't want to come here. But, like, robots are, like, on our planet already and, like, we're already giving them the power to, like, kill us all. Like... A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Robots are terrifying. I don't believe it when people are like, aliens are going to come down and kill us. Aliens are doing their own thing. Like, they've completely abandoned us. Robots, however, once we, like, give them a little bit of, like, human emotion or, like, we somehow program them the wrong code, it's it's clipped for us. Like, it's it's so close to being the robot's world. Yeah. Elon Musk and Grimes have the right idea of naming their baby a bunch of stupid numbers and letters so that <laughs> the robots won't notice that that baby is actually a human. They literally named their baby after a barcode. It's going to blend right in with the aliens. <laughs> what would you rather have sex with? A ghost or an alien? And our next fan fiction is... <laughs> this is called Alien Invasion, written by X-Men Gay on the site called GayDemon.com. I was perusing the site earlier. Not for my own enjoyment, but looking for fan fiction. And I looked at this no, exact no, no, one. No, no. You see. were on this site before I sent you the link. That means... <laughs> I was. This one is called Alien Invasion by X-Men Gay. Keith thinks I've put on a few pound, so now we have to go for these long walks. I told him I would not just walk around the block. We live in a subdivision, and no one walks anywhere, except to the beach. If he wants to walk, we can go to the Bong Recreational Park. It's just a short drive from here, and they have real wildlife, something Keith is not too familiar with. Keith is every man's dream. He is six foot three inches tall, a large strong chest with just enough blonde fur to tickle you when you give him a light massage. His eyes are blue, his legs are long, and so is his cock. (laughs) He weighs 180 pounds without an ounce of fat. 
that comes from working out at the wellness center every day and jogging every other day. His regular five mile run. Keith is a city boy through and through. He eats junk food, including all the chemicals, but loves to flex those muscles. I tend to be just the opposite. I've always wondered if that's what attracts him to me. I am five foot four inches tall and also weigh 180 pounds. I am a computer analyst and sit all day, so I am on the soft side. My hands, my skin, and my abs are all soft and tender, but my cock makes up for it. My cock is only four inches soft, but grows to a healthy cocksucker choking nine and a half hard inches with a beer can diameter. I eat only organic natural food and love nature and sex. That's only natural, right? This is so damn descriptive. I, I didn't even know this. this whole thing This is the opposite of straight people. This is like bad yes! gay people. This is literally just like dumb, shallow gayness. Like they're giving us their weight, their height, their cock size. Like it's, yeah. It's... Are you are you are you six foot three Keith or five foot four <laughs> soft but still have abs cock that's four inches soft healthy cock sucker choking nine <laughs> and a half hard inches. This Lydia Grinder bio, like I'm vegan, a little on the soft side, computer analyst. Like, what the fuck is this? I have a four inch cock that can grow up to a healthy cock sucker, choking nine and a half hard inches <laughs> with a beer can yeah. diameter. <laughs> uh, anyway, there is this lovely two mile stretch of path that makes a semicircle back to the parking lot. At the one mile mark, there's a pond full of frogs, birds, and other critters, as well as a nice park bench. The bench gives me something to look forward to. <laughs> you see, I love outdoor risky sex. This is so gay. I don't want to take a big risk, though. This is a rather secluded area in the park. The parking lot is huge. It could probably handle 150 cars. Yet, I have never seen more than three cars. We got up early on Monday to go on our first walk. I was very excited because I intended to take advantage of Keith. I was having difficulty hiding my intentions from him. My shorts were not helping me. Oh no, his nine-inch hard half. Uh. Imagine you're just walking through like the park with your family and you just see this little faggot with like bicycle shorts and like a <laughs> fucking beer can diameter cock just hanging out. <laughs> Bitch, where? Bitch, where is this park? When he came out of the bathroom, wearing his wife beater and bicycle pants, he took my breath away. I carried my bag in front of my crotch, and we headed to the car. The car was very warm from the bright sun. I had forgotten my sunglasses, but felt it would not be a problem. We drove in silence. Keith was a bit upset about going to the park. He wants me to go to the sterile wellness center and walk around the air-conditioned flat walking track. We arrived at the park and found the lot was empty. I reached into my bag and slipped out a couple single packs of lube and some condoms, trying to be unseen by Keith. The path starts out in a wooded lot with great tall oaks. There's a lot of undergrowth, but the paths are well maintained. What the hell is this? Keith yells, flailing his arms about. Just a spiderweb, hon. Take it easy, I said. Did you hear that? Just a squirrel. Come on, relax. We were going deeper into the woods, and the ground was sloping down. Because it was still early spring, the tree canopy had not yet filled in, and there was still a lot of sun pounding the tops of our heads. Between the hot sun, the warm day, and Keith's tight, bulbous ass, I was getting very warm and perspiring. I quit trying to hide my erection from Keith. He was too busy looking out for bears. 
Me too, bitch. <laughs> I decided I would make my move on him once we got to the pond. It's in the open, but I wasn't too afraid of being caught. But it could happen. I would have him. I would have to get him to relax. The path continued winding through the woods until the ground leveled off. Here, there was just bush and undergrowth until we reached the pond. Here, Keith started to relax. I think it was because it was open and he could see if a bear was coming, even though the nearest bear is in the Milwaukee Zoo. You want to take a break and sit for a while? I asked. Following the path into the woods with his eyes, he decided, Sure. We sat down and I put my arm around him. He looked around and then gave me a warm, passionate kiss. I reached up and ran my fingers through his damp blonde hair. I slid down off the bench and put my mouth onto his lycra-covered penis. <laughs> no tear, he said softly. Why not? No one will see, I said, as I pulled his pant down and slipped the band under his low-hanging balls, lifting them up against his semi-erect seven-inch penis. I bent over and closed my eyes to enjoy the sensation of pushing his tight foreskin over the engorged tip of his cock with my tongue. Then I saw dimness cover my closed eye. <laughs> oh my god, Keith said loudly. What the hell? I quickly withdrew his wet cock from my mouth. Is someone coming? I asked, getting up and turning around. That's when I saw, first saw the strange thing. It was like a blimp, but not a big. Cigar shaped and slightly hanging in the air. It was light blue in color. If it were not blocking the sun, I don't think I would have seen it. It looked like a very small plane without wings. Hanging from the craft was a ribbon of shimmering light, unbroken running from the ship to the ground and looping back. It looked like a conveyor belt just dangling and running across the path ahead of us. That was when I first noticed I could not move. I was frozen in place. I could turn my head and move my eyes, but my arms and legs were frozen. There was no pain or sensation of any kind. I just couldn't move or speak. I looked towards Keith. The poor deer was absolutely terrified. His eyes scrunched closed with his wet, still erect penis, with the foreskin pulled back and his balls forced up by the by the and his balls forced up by the band in his pants. If I weren't scared myself, I would have been laughing. <laughs> the frogs and birds were now silent. I expect they too were frozen by the craft. There was not a ripple in the pond or a leaf moving in the trees. The blue conveyor was coming closer. I think its color and the silence helped me not to panic. I knew now we were the next target for the belt. As it came closer, I could see it was picking up small animals and insects and other creatures of the forest. It was blue, but it was more like electric than anything. It was like an energy field that was a magnet for life. And this magnet belt was headed for Keith and me. I do not remember making contact with the beam or belt or whatever it was. I was in a new place and I was alone. The light seemed to come from everywhere. Not a harsh light, more warm, a glowing with blue light haze. I was standing and tried to take a step. I was able to move around only within a few feet circle. I had no visible means of restraint. Nevertheless, I was restrained. The floor was soft and cushioned. I seemed to sink into it about an inch or so. As I looked along the floor to its edge, I noticed not so much an edge as a transition piece. The floor changed into the wall gradually, and it had some bumps or protrusions sticking out. They had doors, actually more like eyelids. Only some of the eyelids were opened. They seemed to be spaced about a meter apart in rows. The walls curved into the ceiling, and they all seemed to be moist. I could not touch it, but it glistened as if moist. Then I saw the most magnificent creature I'd ever seen. 
He was small, but had features that made him look tall. If he were above you, he would look eight feet tall. As he stood in front of me, he was only about four feet. At first, I thought he was naked, but I noticed a familiar shape in his crotch, not unlike Keith in his bicycle pants. This creature, if he was like us, was surely a male. He had a head like ours, but was hairless. His eyes were a pair of black pools, a solid pupil, no iris and no white. His skin was flawless and also slightly blue, but more of a blue over pink. Bitch, it's the same alien. <laughs> it's the same big titty alien without the titty. My eyes stopped when I saw his hands. They had only three fingers and a thumb. The middle finger was twice the length of the other two. Like you, without an opposing thumb, we would still be swinging from vines. I heard speaking. Oh, wait, that's an alien. Like you, without an opposing thumb, <laughs> we would be swinging from vines. <laughs> that's so good. I heard the voice of a dear friend that I lost in a car accident. <laughs> I know it's not my friend. Yeah, it was so familiar, and no sound came from the creature. I know you hear me. Fear me not. <laughs> you will not be harmed in any way. Is that you talking? Do you understand me? We do not talk. We communicate. We understand through and through. You will hear the voice of someone that has special meaning to you. Languages are confining, and restrictive thoughts are pure and universal, not requiring translation. <laughs> Where is Keith? Your companion seems very distressed. We have a lot of sleep for now. He is in the next compartment. What do you want from us? We were gathering local fauna for scientific examination. We <laughs> 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 usually avoid your species. My partner became interested in your behavior, and he was probing your mind for vegetation. We were curious concerning the non-productive reproduction rights you were performing. They are similar to what we do for recreation. You mean you were getting off watching us have sex? We were curious. Though a closer examination might be warranted, I will first examine your body. You will be unable to move, but you will <laughs> make communicate. <laughs> your response is to me, through your thoughts. Your friend became very distressed at this point, so we decided to inform you of all our moves first. Be assured, no permanent harm will be done. You will remember nothing, and you will be turned to your point of origin. The alien seemed to glide over me. His strange hand configuration had no difficulty negotiating my buttons. He removed my shirt and placed it over one of the eyes on the wall. It silently disappeared into the eye. His fingertips had soft pads on the ends. They seemed to be doing more than feeling me. His hands were touching my chest all over. He was tracing across my chest in a grid pattern that stopped only when they found my nipples. With the pads of the longest fingers on each nipple, I felt a tweak. Yes, the same kind of tweak I would receive at a leather convention. The alien oh communicated to me, What that? A picture flashed through my mind of a scene where I was on a restraining bench, hands and feet bound with someone touching my nipples with small electric prods. I noticed the alien squirm. You like it too, don't you? I said, trying unsuccessfully to turn my head to see the alien's crotch. Yes, I do. <laughs> the alien stepped back to show me his growing organs still hidden in a veil of blue. He then began to unfasten my belt. He pulled it out of the loops and dropped it to the floor. The floor then folded over the top, if it, and it disappeared. My baggy shorts simply fell and landed on top of the shoes. 
The alien was behind me, and I presumed he was not able to see my fully engorged and for the first time ever 10-inch cock. In this paralyzed state, I was having my favorite bondage scene taking place without so much as a piece of string. I began to wonder if the alien actually did have a penis, what it might look like, and if it works like ours. The alien, without saying a word, stepped into my view. I saw him turn his head towards one of the eye bumps on the blue coloring of the alien disappeared. Standing before me was truly one of God's angels. The alien was perfect in every way in miniature. His body, were, his body was muscular, lean, and hairless. His features were handsome yet foreign. And yes, he had a penis. It looked to be hanging soft at about six inches and was uncut. His testicles and scrotum were larger than normal. They had been hidden in his uniform. His color was the healthy pink of a newborn babe. His skin seemed thin. Only his hands remained strange. He walked behind me and I felt his hand reach between my legs. I could feel his middle finger wrapping itself around the shaft of my cock as the other two grabbed my testicles. Each of his short fingers began to squeeze my nuts as his middle finger began to stroke my cock. I was so hot. I think my dick was still getting bigger. I was beginning to feel like one big penis. <laughs> if you touch me anywhere, I might explode. Just then, the other alien walked in. I couldn't see the other alien, but I could feel his presence. Bright light, the second alien said. This one seems more settled than the other one. Yes, Red Top, the first alien responded. I am drawing this examination. Can I ask, are those your names, Red Cup and Bright Light? Mike asked, still, able, still unable to turn his head and with a raging 10 inches of hard meat pulsing between his legs. The alien had released his grip, and his heavy cock dropped to a heavy 45-degree angle. Yes, we are often called by the first object reported to as a child. For me, it was a bright light. Red, Red Cup asked a bright light. This human is so different from the other. Shall we release the full restraint and allow him some free movement? His mind is clear and focused toward his penis. He wishes to give us pleasure. Release him, but stay on guard. At the first sign of any violence, restrain him. Mike took a step. The ship's soft floor swallowed the pants that had been resting on top of his shoes. Mike turned his head and was taken aback by the angelic beauty of these creatures from another world. My name is Mike. Please call me Mike. His thoughts full of desire and curiosity were sent to the two aliens. Yes, we will call you Mike. Are you named after a microphone? <laughs> Bright light asked. <laughs> no. May I get closer to you? I would like to touch you, Mike said as he dropped to his knees. Mike was becoming frightened. He was beginning to feel like this was a religious experience. All Mike could think about was kissing their feet. Be not afraid, Mike. We want what you want. We think you are beautiful too. Come to me and kiss my feet. <laughs> Mike crawled over to Bright Light, feeling the soft floor on his knees. The floor was warm and felt alive. Mike lowered his head to the floor, his nose touching the tip of the blue slipper he was wearing. He was fighting to control. All he could think about was his desire to touch, hold, and devour this alien. He needed to hold him and taste him. He was truly worshipping this creature. Red Cup's cock was larger than Bright Light. Mike's need to have Red Cup close to him was understood, and he moved closer. Taking a spot behind Mike, he touched his back. 
Mike raised his head, looking towards the heavens, screaming at the top of his lungs' capacity. His eyes rolled up into his head as all of his senses became overloaded with desire. It was his sole purpose to provide pleasure to these two aliens. This is not a new feeling for Mike, but never to this extent. He was no longer sane. After a few minutes, Mike regained some control. He was terrified. These two glorious creatures, one in front, one in back, were both fully sexually aroused. Mike had nothing but pure desire pumping through his veins. His body was being destroyed by lust. He screamed, fuck me. And then again, no, fuck me, please. The two aliens looked at each other with the coal black pupils and grinned. I think this one is ready. Bright light projected his dots. Red Cup reached to the wall and slid his strange hand along the wall. When he pulled his hand away, there were trails of slippery clear slime that reached from the wall to his fingers. He placed the heel of his hand at the base of Mike's spine. His long third finger seemed to move without joints. It bent in strange directions, but was clearly headed towards Mike's rectum. The tip of the finger started to make fluid circles about two inches in diameter, progressively getting smaller and smaller. Mike's eyes were rolling in his head again as he was feeling the circles down on his ass. Again, ahead of him, he saw bright light stepping closer. His cock just inches from his face, Mike tried to open his mouth. His whole body was so overstimulated. He was too excited to control his actions. Bright light understanding this stepped closer yet and helped Mike to open his mouth. His cock now a full eight inches of angry looking meat. <laughs> Pink foreskin was still draped over the the end with a bit of purple peeking out copious amount of clear thick fluid draining from the tiny slit that must have been an urethra urethra his eyes following the trails of fluid as they landed on the floor and they were immediately absorbed mike managed to gain enough control to move his tongue he had to taste the magic nectar dripping from his alien organ just as the honey touched his lips he lost control again his eyes went through another spastic episode as he felt the invasion of his backside. A warm, moist object entered his hole. He knew it was no cock. A small, multi-jointed, warm, moist snake entered his hole and was searching around. The long alien finger touched his prostate and Mike's cock jerked. In his squatting position, it touched the floor. My God, Mike thought. It felt like the floor kissed his cock. His mind regained some control, realized he was... He had a sweet, salty taste in his mouth. Another clear drop of fluid landed on his tongue. With his eyes closed, he pushed his tongue under the foreskin and started to circle the end of Bright Light's cock. Mike felt as though he was on some sort of opiate. He was definitely high or something. He wanted to pleasure these two aliens and have them pleasure him. Mike had been on the verge of orgasm for 20 minutes now. His cock had a continuous dull ache from being overstretched and his blood and desire. Mike felt in control as long as he kept his eyes closed. It helped to reduce the stimulation he was receiving. He squeezed his eyes shut as the assault on his ass continued. The alien finger in his ass was growing thicker. It was blowing up like a balloon, stretching and now pushing again onto his pleasure button. He needed release. He would have to speed things along, so he rocked forward. Bright Light's cock plunged deep into his mouth and entered his throat. He reached up and pulled on the alien's sack, holding the large and weighty balls. Now the alien was overstimulated. He let out a whistling sound, somewhat like a scream. Alarmed, Red Cup pulled out his enlarged middle finger from Mike's ass. Red noticed it was pleasure and that caused the whistle. 
Now relaxed, the floor raised Red Cup higher. His hard cock was now even with Mike's ass. There was, there was to be another round of assaults to his ass. With his middle finger wound around his massive cock for added support, Red Cup stepped forward, inserting his cock full into the Mike's stretched hole and well-lubricated ass. Mike held Bright Light's cock deep in his throat. His need for oxygen seemed secondary to his function as a cock receptacle. He opened his eyes and looked up. He could read nothing from the blackness of his eyes, but he noticed a slight grin forming around his perfect lips. Mike could feel something happening in the alien cock. His tongue could feel something flowing through the hard cock resting in his throat. That fucking alien was pissing down his throat. <laughs> no! Ah! No! There was no need for Mike to swallow. The cock was the cock was inside his throat and simply emptied into his stomach. Having emptied his bladder, Bright Light slowly withdrew his cock. Bright Light tuned the round on the floor and adjusted itself to present Mike's mouth with his most perfect ass hole he had ever seen. An invitation for his mouth, but first Mike slid his nose right into the opening. All he could <laughs> smell was peaches. <laughs> that sweet ass smelled of ripe peaches and cream. Mike ran his tongue around the outside, working towards the center. Meanwhile, Red Cup was slowly fucking him in the ass. He would withdraw his cock completely, and Mike's ass would snap shut and grab hold of the foreskin. The foreskin served as a guide, so without looking or feeling for an opening, Red Cup was forced his cock past the tight sphincter and push up against Mike's prostate. Each time, Mike's cock would bounce and hit the floor. The floor would reach up like a mouth and kiss the head of his dick. Mike could not understand. He should have reached orgasm a hundred times. He was still on the edge, ready to come, when they both stopped. Red Cup and Bright Light walked to the wall, and the bumps that looked like had eyelids opened up and reached out to their cocks. They seemed to be no pleasure for them, but when the wall let loose, Mike could tell Red Cup's cock was now clean. Red Cup presented Mike with his freshly cleaned cock. Bright Light greased his long center finger on the wall slime and inserted it all the way into Mike. Mike could feel the cock go past the throat, and he grabbed those huge balls and twisted them until the sack was holding them tight and shiny. Again, Mike could feel the flow of urine passing through his gullet, but felt nothing but pleasure. He felt as he provided his lowly service to these wonderful creatures. Mike was soon able to provide another service. Red Cup began to face fuck Mike. Long, deep, and slow strokes all the way down deep into his throat, in and out, deeper and deeper until he had it all. Bright Light was pounding him from behind now. Mike's cock was bouncing and banging the soft floor until he felt an opening. The fucking floor was sucking his cock. Unable to take any more, the weak and explosive Mike looked up and once again saw that Red Cup's eyes changing. The blackness turned into a translucent milky white. Mike could see that he had eyes just like his. The face fucking continued until he heard a whistle in stereo. From the front, Red Cup grabbed Mike's head and plunged his cock roughly into his mouth until it could go no further. Then with small, very short strokes, he continued to pump Mike's face. This time, Mike knew what was being pumped into his gullet. He counted 15 pulses passing through the hard, thick cock as he emptied his seed. From behind, bright light reached around and the pads of his middle fingers latched onto Mike's nipples. His pounding was relentless and the floor continued its work, sloppily sucking on the cock. Mike shot first and the floor made sounds, sucking up spurt after spurt, shooting from his cock. Mike's ass clamped down onto Bright Light's dick. This sent him over the edge, filling his ass with shot after shot. Mike collapsed onto the floor and lost consciousness. 
When Mike opened his eyes, he saw Keith's concerned face. Mike was on the floor next to Keith. Are you all right? Keith asked. You've been asleep for hours. I'm fine. Where are we? Please don't think I'm crazy, but I think we were picked up by aliens. Oh yeah, I remember now. Do you have any idea how long we've been here? According to my watch, about three hours. But I was asleep for a while too. Mike, have you like seen anyone? Well, yeah, Keith, honey, you know how we were going to try to be faithful to each other. Yeah, what about it? Could we, like, start tomorrow? Mike, I don't think this is the time to talk about this. We've got to get out of here. Just listen to me, Keith. What's the last thing you remember? Well, I remember you got me real horny. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah. What was the last thing you said to me? I told you, not here. Someone will see. Well, Keith, you were right. These aliens were watching me play with that gorgeous cock of yours, and they all got excited. Mike, you mean these are gay aliens? I don't know if they are gay or not, but they like the same things we do. How do you know this? Have you been aimly probed? I'm beginning to feel like a hick farmer drunk on shine talking to you this way, but you're not far from the truth. I have been intimate with them. It was the hottest experience of my life. Well, next to our lovemaking. The end. The end. That was great. I give that a 10 out of 10. That was so good. And here, I'll give you a couple reasons why. It was so creative because they had the backstory for the aliens' names. Like, they actually had, like, alien culture integrated into it. The floor and the walls were, like, alive and had a mind of their own and were, like, organic and squishy. So there was, like, some really cool, like, alien details in there that I really appreciated. Uh, I would hate that. Imagine, like, like, fucking on a floor that was, like, warm and, like, soft. Right? That just feels, that, oh my god, that's like a, that's like a, like a hot water bed. Right? Yeah, that's what I pictured. It was like a, like a gooey sticky. And it also like, it also sucks your dick too. Like, oh. Yeah, it can like get like, like slimy and like can like grow and like move itself. Like that's, but I love that. Like that's such like, whoever wrote that was like really, really creative. So I'm giving that, I'll give that a full 10 out of 10. Like that was excellent. Yeah. Um, this is the same as that other fic with a blue alien, just with gay people. Men will just fuck literally. anything. Men will fuck anything. <laughs> anything, literally, literally. This blue, this blue ass alien and his friend pissed down your throat, and you were like, "Bitch, <laughs> give me more. Give me that wall sucking cock." Floor that sucking. was so funny. That was so funny. He just emptied his like bladder just straight into his stomach. Oh yeah, you like that piss, baby? Piss, baby. <laughs> you want my piss, baby? I hope that our listeners appreciate the voices we put into them. What do you give it? 10 what do you give it uh i'm giving it i'm giving it 9.5 yeah what would your ideal okay so if you were abducted by aliens what do you think that they would do to you and what would you want them to do to you bitch i don't like there's all these survival like all like those alien movies like trying to escape the alien life ship or whatever i'm like bitch yeah. let me die i don't care do whatever yeah. <laughs> i get lost <laughs> in a walmart like i have no sense of direction either so like what am i gonna do Sometimes I think, like, how is an alien going to abduct me? Like, do you ever, like, as a kid, I was, like, so scared, like, someone would break into my house and, like, kidnap me or, like, kill me. But I was, like, my house is, like, a fucking mess. Like, you have to know (laughs) how to navigate it without knocking something over and, like, breaking it. I also live in, like, a basement apartment. So, like, how is the alien going to get me out of my, like, there's, like, the windows are, like, ground level. There's, like, a bush in front of it. Like, bitch, what are you going to do? Have you ever... I was about to ask if you've ever been abducted by aliens, but like obviously not. Have you ever been abducted by aliens, Amanda Pryor? <laughs> Amanda Pryor, are you an alien? 
What if I am? I kind I kind of believe that. I would believe it too. I think your pussy has teeth. <laughs> My unisu. <laughs> your unisu. My wet blue unisu. <laughs> But I, that's why I would like so much rather have sex with an alien than a ghost because a ghost would just be like a regular invisible human. But like an alien has like all this fun, cool technology, and like different biology. Like they could be really freaky. A ghost is just like you just wouldn't be able to see them. It depends on what kind of ghost, though. Like if it's a ghost of like a dead hot guy, like um, who's a dead hot guy? Oh, um, Abraham Lincoln. What's know. the guy from Glee? Oh, no, wait. Forget I said that. Oh, edit that out. <laughs> No, but um, that's like the scene in Scary Movie 2. I still can't believe you haven't seen it. Where Tori Spelling gets fucked by the ghost and it like slams her up the wall and then she's like on the ceiling like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, our, our next fiction, our next story is called The Calling. This is a Men in Black international fan fiction. That's yeah. the one that had um the British Men in Black starring uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I didn't watch that one. It wasn't that good, but like it was interesting. It was just It was just Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that was like the one reason to watch it. And then it wasn't compelling enough for me. So this is okay, called so this... The Calling, written by Ko Kaiaru. Summary is, the one night stand with this tentacled armed monster left Agent H with new desires that he has some trouble addressing properly. Notes, please do not blame me for this. If you saw the movie, then you saw that fucking scene where Hemsworth's glorious chest is covered with marks from the tentacle suckers. After sex, no less. Wait, is there alien sex in the movie? I don't know. I think he hooked up with an alien, but like it's, right. it's just mentioned. Okay. Henry couldn't sleep. He'd been feeling really wired lately and he had no idea why. It was like there was electric currents running, constantly running under his skin, <laughs> powering him up, but making him anxious at the same time. He had no idea what to do with himself. His body was obviously trying to tell him something while his brain had yet to catch up with it. He was the boss now of the London branch at least. High H. He was still getting used to that one. At first, things were really hectic. Dealing with the aftermath of the second hive attack, getting used to his new scope of responsibility, it all took a toll on him, and admittedly, he wasn't sleeping too well at first. But things have calmed down since then, and he expected everything to go back to normal. Except it didn't. He still wasn't sleeping too well, and when he did, well, there were dreams. And he didn't really want to be having those dreams. They somehow always circled back to that night he'd spent with the alien boss's wife, whose name he couldn't even remember now. He was completely sloshed that day, and then poisoned. Who'd remember names after that? She wanted sex from him, and he delivered, because she did, in see- she did indeed save his life. But the experience was bizarre, to say the least. He was never particularly alien-inclined, but then the morning after came and he woke up with a tentacle arm of hers suctioned to his chest. And while he did everything in his power to get that thing off of him and slink away as quietly as possible, he still couldn't get it out of his mind. Left marks on his chest, marks that stayed on for days, red and sensitive and so obviously tentacle-shaped. He couldn't help but stare at himself in the mirror until they had faded away. It was disturbing, but it still kept coming back to him at weirdest times, more often than not in his sleep, and he had no idea why. He's seen other members of her race in the headquarters, but they still had no appeal to him. Those arms, however. The first he saw one of them in a top, tentacle arms uncovered, the electric currents under his skin became, became more and more alive, and he felt his dick stir in his pants. And wow, that was one hell of a realization. He was horny for tentacles. 
<laughs> he almost fell off his chair in the office overlooking the space, the open space below. Hopefully no one has seen that. He actively tried not to think about it once he realized what was going on. He even called M to see if he could rekindle whatever microtension they had got going on back when she was in London. But she was back to her all-professional no-time-for-romance gig for good, it seemed. Ah, <sighs> well. So he slept around. He had no trouble finding willing partners left and right. All he had to do was wink, and they basically threw themselves at him. He enjoyed it. He really did. But still, there was this incessant feeling that something was missing that just wouldn't leave him alone. It went on for months, and he almost got used to it. Go used to the fact that if he somehow forgot himself and thought about it again, he would get more reaction out of him than his bar hookups ever did. Everyone had issues. He could deal with his. Or so he thought. Scene transition. (laughs) He was reading the latest reports in his office, sipping coffee and trying to come up with what to do with an alien race of creatures larger than elephants seeking refuge on Earth when he heard a clamor below. Coming through! Coming through! Agent D was shouting while everyone around gave him and his partner Agent E space to roll a giant platform trolley between them. On it was mounted a large aquarium with a translucent creature inside. Someone get high H here! We have a new unidentified species here! E requested at the crowd while Henry was stuck looking at the thing in the aquarium. It was huge and seemed spherical, but he was too far away to really make out its shape. Hearing his name called, he made it out of his office to take a closer look. He froze when he approached the tank enough to finally realize what was inside. It was basically a storm of nearly transparent, bluish tentacles. They were squirming inside the tank, barely fitting inside. He couldn't even see if the creature had some sort of corpus, or if it was just made of tentacles alone. Who can do their best Chris Hemsworth accent? Like an H2O just did water. With... <laughs> do that, do that. Is it sentient? He finally managed to ask, looking at his agents with what he hoped was a professional, not at all disturbed expression. We have no idea. This is the first time we're seeing it. Found it making cozy with some ships on the river. We didn't really have time to see if it could talk. He poked the glass with the tank sharply with a, Hey you, do you understand us? That seemed to get a reaction out of the creature. The tentacles started moving faster and out of the way, like they were suddenly caught in a whirl. And then there was an eye staring at them, looking from one face to the next, but not staying on anyone for too long. Henry felt his pants tighten a little. Why does it say that in every single fiction we read today? When it finally reached him, looking straight into his eyes with a sort of recognition in it, as if it was reading his mind. And then it looked down straight at the barely visible bulge in his pants, or at least what he hoped was a barely visible bulge, considering he was surrounded by at least 30 of his subordinates. The creature just kept staring at him, eye moving up and down until a voice broke through the tense atmosphere. All right, let's get it down to the lab. We can look at it tomorrow. Now let's all just get out of here, said C, shooing everyone away while pointing at his watch. It was indeed quite late, and though none of them were really had and though none of them really had lives outside of their job, they still needed to be able to get to buy groceries and sleep the craziness off. Moo, that's me. He still had the elephant-sized refugees to deal with, though, so he reluctantly made his way back to his office, watching his employees pack their things and go in the opposite direction. All the while, he tried not to think about the creature in the tank with what seemed like hundreds of tentacles and an all-knowing eye that saw right through his fragile facade. He was fucked. 
The report made no sense. The letters kept moving on the paper. He kept reading the same line ten times. It was useless. There was no way in hell he could focus on anything other than seeing that. The thing. They had no name for it. They didn't know if it was a he or a she. Didn't know where it came from or what for. But all he could think about was that eye. As if it was fucking beckoning him. Running a hand through his hair, he sighed heavily and stared at his desk. If he had some alien powers, there would probably be a hole burned through it at this point. Taking a few deep breaths, he suddenly stood up and went over to his little counter on the side of his office, where he kept a bottle of expensive whiskey with two tumblers. He filled one with way more liquid than was elegant and then downed it all in one go, hoping the burn would clear his head a little. What the fuck was he even thinking? He would go there and what exactly? It was basically an octopus for all they knew, mindless and lost on a different planet due to circumstance. He took another deep breath and ran a hand through his hair again, not caring how messy it must have looked by then. The whiskey was already spreading its warmth through him, and he found himself loosening his tie a little. It wouldn't really hurt to take a closer look, would it? He thought to himself and sat the tumbler down with a loud clunk. Making up his mind, he made his way out of his office, noting a few agents that were still finishing up the work on his way. No one would even notice him going to the lab. He had clearance to go everywhere he pleased. The basement was thankfully empty, with the lights out and the main door secured. He still made sure to look for any movement or noise as he entered. He didn't want to get caught. He paused, caught doing nothing. He was going to do nothing. He was just going to inspect this large creature more closely. It was his job. The tank was hidden in a small room, metal doors ensuring no radiation or any other alien substances, if there were any, could get out. And seeing as though they knew nothing about this species, it was logical to keep it under such lockup. Better safe than sorry. Although right now, his mind was more inclined towards better sorry than curious. He slipped inside the room and closed the door behind him before turning around and pausing to gape in awe. He was certain the lights were on, but they weren't. The lights were out, but the room was still lit up, for the creature in the tank was glowing. It, its whole body was like a giant neon blue light bulb. It was beautiful in its own bizarre way. He approached the tank slowly, noticing that the tentacles weren't really moving. They just floated peacefully in the water, letting out a blue glow. Some of them had a stronger shine to them, and he noticed that it was coming from the suction cups on some of them. He gulped. He wasn't really thinking about it when he moved his hand to touch the glass. The noise, no matter how quiet to his human ears, seemed to stir the creature awake. The tentacles floated away in that same whir of movement as, as before to reveal the eye that immediately landed on him. You. And he could swear it was his own brain talking at him, but the voice was different, as if inserted into his head somehow. I wondered when you would visit. He stared back at the eye, not really knowing how to address it. Should he speak? Should he think? Thinking is enough. I can read your mind. I called it, he let out, feeling a very misplaced sense of achievement. All things considered, he recovered pretty quickly. What are you? Carnet. <laughs> that tells me nothing, he said, shrugging. At least now they knew the creature, or the carnet, could communicate. So they'll find out all about it pretty soon, including the purpose of its visit to Earth. I heard a calling. What? You ask for purpose. I heard a calling. Your calling. My calling? 
he said flatly, still out loud, because it just felt weird to talk inside his head, even if the carnet knew exactly what he was thinking. You're the only one who can hear me. Your lab creatures won't find anything. The only one? Now why the hell would I be the only one? What's your business here? Do you wish to harm this planet? He asked, getting more and more confused with each second. He had no idea what the hell was going on. No harm, only pleasure. Only ple- What? Open the lid. Open the lid? You're crazy. I'm not opening that lid. No way. He refused with vehemence, even if he eyed the lid briefly. The word pleasure kept ringing in his head like a song on repeat. Yes, pleasure. Was this what he was missing for all those months? He couldn't help but wonder. It was. I heard a calling. The carnet only answered to a calling. He looked at the carnet again and swallowed down all the excess saliva he was suddenly producing. Sink or swim, he thought, as he stared into the carnet's mesmerizing eye. Gulping, he took a st- Gulping, he stood at the end of the platform trolley and tried to reach the lid. Despite his height, he had to stand on his tiptoes before he could move it. That thing was huge, and the carnet filled it to the brim. What the fuck was he doing? He didn't really have time to ponder that question when a long, slim, and smooth tentacle shot out of the tank and made his way to its face, gliding across his cheekbone and jaw in almost a tender manner. He felt a shiver run down his spine. The tentacle was gentle as it caressed his face minutely, as if mapping it out, getting to know it. He found himself closing his eyes. That's it. Relax. You're going to enjoy this. Will you? He found himself thinking. Oh, I will. Not a second Uh later, two other tentacles, similar in size and shape to the first one, made their way out of the tank toward his tie. They untied it with little trouble, letting it fall to the ground before moving on to the buttons of his shirt. They opened it one by one, tickling his chest while doing it. It was pleasant, and he found himself allowing it, not really ready for his for assessing his own judgment at the moment. With his shirt open and tucked out of his pants, the tentacles moved toward his shoulders, sliding the material down them, all the while caressing his skin with their smooth softness. He could feel the goosebumps rising and shivered again, It was a good feeling, and he felt himself grow harder with each slide of his biceps or over his chest. Even more tentacles joined the first three, and they were all running over his upper body, leaving no place untouched. They followed the lines of his pecs and abs. They caressed the line of his spine. They even mapped out his armpits, which he found he didn't mind at all. He was completely covered in a blanket of caress, which didn't compare to anything he has felt before. He's never even, he's never been touched like this. Hands couldn't achieve this. He opened his eyes and looked down his chest, wanting to see how it looked. Fascinated, he observed at least a dozen of glowing tentacles moved over his chest in a smooth slide. They weren't really slick or disgusting, but rather smooth and pleasantly warm. Their bluish hue made it look like they had actual electric currents running over his skin. Huh. He watched as two tentacles made it to the button of his pants, undoing it, and then moving on to the zipper. It wasn't long before his shoes and socks were off, followed by the pants, and he was standing completely naked, enveloped by two dozens of tentacles that were, com- that were covering every inch of his skin, except for his cock. Patience. 
He snorted at that. How can he be patient when even the touch on his friggin' ankles feels good? He wanted those tentacles all over his private parts as well. Fine. He let out a half whine and sagged as suddenly all the tentacles were gone. What? He started, but he stopped as he saw five way bigger ones shooting out of the tank. Instead of emitting the soft glow, they were actually shining as they were all equipped with blue suckers. They moved quickly, one for each of his arms and legs and one for his torso. They wound around him, suckers sticking to his skin so that their hold was secure. And if he hadn't been fully hard before, he certainly was now. His cock leaking pre-cum and bouncing against his abs. Unable to move at all, he gasped, and he felt himself being lifted into the air. Those tentacles were certainly strong, made it seem as if lifting him was no problem at all, and he knew his muscles were heavy. (laughs) For some reason, the show of force made him feel lightheaded. He only realized he was completely at the carnate's mercy, but it did promise him pleasure, but so he couldn't find it in himself to try to fight the hold. Two other tentacles appeared, different from the one he's seen before. They didn't have suckers all over, but they did seem to have something similar to suction cups at their tips. He groaned as they attached themselves to his nipples and started sucking with abandon. He liked his nipples toyed with, and he had them licked and sucked before, but it was nothing compared to the force with which they were being sucked at right now. It was as if someone put a vacuum to them and turned it on, full force. (laughs) He loved it. Gasping, he tried bucking his hips, needing to have something, needing to have anything against his throbbing dick, but the carnet wouldn't have it, holding him in place and leaving his dick untouched. Instead, two of those caressing tentacles from the beginning started to fondle his balls constantly, a stark contrast to the way the other two were all but torturing his nipples. He was so lost in the sensation that he start that he startled when he felt another one moving back, sliding up and down against his ass crack. What the? He whispered, not really coherent enough to voice the, fo- the full thought. Relax. Pleasure. He took a deep breath and focused on the sensation. Not like he could do anything about it. Besides, he was always a bit curious. The tentacle moving against this asshole was different than the others. It had more of a slide to it. It was slick and covering him with some sort of substance that he quickly figured out the purpose of. And then it poked. He unwittingly tensed. So it started stroking again, making him relax. Two others joined, massaging his buttocks and making sure he felt good before trying to poke his rim again. This time, he tried to give into it. The tentacle wasn't wide, far from it, but he still felt the stretch as it slowly made its way inside. It was weird, but it didn't hurt. He found himself relaxing more, his initial fear dissolving. The tentacle started moving. At first it was shallow, a little bit out, and then back inside. But then it picked up, moving almost all the way out before slamming back in with ease. His ass was properly lubed, so it slid in and out effortlessly. Then it did something. Twisted a little. Changed the angle and... Oh, God! Do that again! He found himself half saying, half moaning. And the carnet obliged, moving the tentacle so it hit the sweet spot again. Good. He had been missing out on so much. Even if his dick didn't get any attention soon, he was certain he could come from this alone. The carnet took that thought as initiative to wind a thin tentacle around the base of his cock slide in an intricate pattern around his balls and squeeze hard, making him gasp in pain. But with a hint of this weird sort of pain-induced pleasure as well, he certainly wasn't going to be coming while this tentacle cock ring was in play. As if satisfied with that, the carnet finally decided to pay attention to his neglected dick that was an angry red, almost pulsing from the need to come. 
a truly bizarre technical approach to it, looking like an open snake mouth with a thin tongue poking out of it. He had no idea what that was for as he followed the almost predatory movement of the appendage toward his cock. His eyes bulged with horror as he felt the thin tongue poking at his slit. Surely it wouldn't. Oh, he felt it sliding inside, slick with something, probably the same substance that was lubing his ass. It kept going deeper and deeper as the rest of the tentacle enveloped him from the outside. It stopped only when he was fully sheathed inside. He still could see himself through the transparent tentacle, still angry red, although tinted blue. It was fascinating. And then the tentacle started to suck. He actually yelled. Did his, is it sucking its dick or did it stick itself into its dick? both so it's got like it's it's like it's like a fleshlight with like a, a little tongue and like the tongue goes in and then the, like fleshlight goes like around it so he's getting like penetrated and sucked it was too much the sucking from the outside the thin tentacle vibrating inside the other tentacle was still moving inside his ass hitting the sweet spot over and over again <laughs> he was covered in sweat and his heart felt as if it was going to beat out of his chest he squirmed and kept curling his fingers and toes the only parts of his body he could move but it brought him no closer to his release. The deathly grip around his base of his cock and balls ensured that. Just when he thought it couldn't get any more intense, he felt another tentacle poking curiously against his ass. It was loose enough for it to make its way inside next to the first one and started moving in tandem, hitting his prostate at twice the frequency. He felt something wet on his cheeks. He could swear it was tears. He couldn't really follow what was happening after that. His senses were so overloaded, with everything that was happening that he just had let himself hang in the air, held by the creature and get fucked by it in all ways possible. The feeling was inexplicably amazing despite it feeling like torture at the same time. He just wanted to come. He needed to come. Please, he whined. I need to come. And suddenly the thin tongue like tentacle withdrew from his slit and the other one unwound from around his balls and the base of his dick no longer blocking his orgasm, while the mouth-like one kept sucking with a strong, sure movement. He could swear he saw stars as he shut his load inside it. His orgasm hit him so strongly that he almost back blacked out. He'd never come so hard before, still letting out little whines as he sagged even more into the carnage hold as his dick twitched in aftershocks, letting out the last spurts of his cum before it went completely spent. Meanwhile, the other tentacles withdrew from his ass, leaving him feeling empty and missing the feeling. The ones previously sucking on his nipples were now smoothing over them, trying to soothe the reddened skin. He gasped every time they touched him. He was certain he wouldn't be able to touch his nipples for days. Coming down from his high, he was more aware of what was going on, and he saw that he was being gently caressed all over his body again, the tentacles soothing his strained muscles. Fascinated by the sight, he almost didn't notice that he was being lowered to the ground and expected to stand on his still wobbly legs. Fuck, Fuck. it was the best orgasm of his life. After making sure he could stand, the tentacles with suckers slowly let go of him with a little difficulty as they tried to be gentle not to rip the hair out of his arms and legs. He immediately noticed the round red shapes they left on his skin. It was still nothing compared to what was left all around his torso. A truly marvelous sight. God, he wished they would stay on him for as long as possible. He took a couple of deep breaths and looked back at the tank, not even surprised that the carnet was looking at him with an unmasked interest. Did you, uh, uh, did you come? He asked awkwardly. He was an attentive lover, okay? It was a first for him to have such a seemingly one-sided sex. 
I don't come from mating. I received sustenance. And I received plenty today. He blushed, realizing that he just fed the creature his cum, and it apparently lived off it and liked it? Human cum is certainly tastier than other races I've mated with before. I might stick around. It looked at him in a way that left no room for interpretation as to whose cum it would like to keep feeding off. It was here because of his calling, after all. He still had no idea what was up with that. So, uh, do you need anything? A bigger tag. That could be arranged. Scene transition. Woo! Agents, he began, as he looked at all his senior subordinates sitting around the conference table. He called the meeting first thing in the morning. I've managed to make contact with the creature you've apprehended yesterday. He Everyone looked around looked at him. Oh, everyone looked at him with unmasked certainty. It is sentient and can communicate, but are apparently only with the first humans to try doing so without an audience. A small lie, but he couldn't admit that it would only communicate with its intergalactic booty call. I have managed to establish, he continued, trying to sound and look as professional as he could, that it means no harm to our planet and is only here for some good fun. A few raised eyebrows, but it wasn't as if that was the first ever alien to request that. He knew that best of all. Which is why I decided that since it can only communicate with me at this time, I will let it use the pool at my house for the time being. Any questions? Nope. Then you're all dismissed. They were all looking at him shell-shocked, but didn't find enough issues with the situation to address it. So they started picking up their papers and coffee cups and scrambled out of the room. He let out a breath he didn't realize he was holding. It was better than expected. Smiling, he left for his office as well. He couldn't wait for the evening to come. That was really good. That was so fun. I love Chris Hemsworth getting fucked by tentacles. That's such a hot image. I could like vividly picture that in my mind and I was very enthused. I hope that that image stays in my mind for like years to come. Oh, I love (laughs) it. I love it. What do you, I love like, I love that weird snake tentacle sounding. I know the one. Okay, and finally, was this not what I was waiting for? Like a completely non-human alien sex scene, where it's just like completely. It's just awkward. a mass of tentacles with one eye. Yeah, yeah, one eye, massive tentacles, and then it has one tentacle that's like a tube, and then has like a little tongue inside of it. That is so creative. That is, we love, we love weird alien. We love weird alien sex. I'm giving that a nine out of ten. The only reason I'm not giving it a full ten is because it was a little long and took a while to get to the sex scene. But that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I give it like a, a nine out of ten as well. Which one was your favorite that we read so far tonight? I like that. I like as much as I hated it. I liked like the, the the gay one with the alien. With yeah, the bright lights only because that was kind of fun to read. It was right. I would say yeah, that one and then the uh, the Melania or the the Mialia the one that like the really overwhelmingly straight one those two were probably my favorites yeah I think those are your favorites let us know what you thought dm us any recommendations you have of further alien fan fiction or porn we're always open to more content yeah just just spam us with porn and fan fiction we may or may not read it on the podcast we might just read it for our own enjoyment um and if you want to be a guest you can always reach out to us we're always looking for guests you can find me on Instagram and all social medias at MilkshookQueen, M-I-L-K-S-H-O-O-K-Q-U-E-E-N. You can find me on all social media. Actually, you can just find just follow me on Instagram at Miss underscore Amanda underscore Pryor. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,
Thanks for listening to Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wattcast. If you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate a five-star review. And make sure to let us know what you want to hear next and who you want to hear us with next. See you next week. And this has been... Wattpad Wednesdays, the Wattcast.